0: Welcome to my episode 214 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. And we are back. The conference finals begin tomorrow. And we get a uh, rematch of the bubble. Rematch of the bubble all around, which is uh, impressive that, um, you know, it kind of speaks to how good those teams have been for this long, you know, good yeah. foundations, um, Good uh, youth on all most of these teams. At these well, the uh, Lakers. Wanna... The
1: Lakers had a wild road to give, get back here.
0: They did, yeah, they did. But yeah. the other teams okay, have been trades. very stable. Mm-hmm. Lakers almost didn't even make the playoffs to right. get to the Western Conference Finals. Um, Is impressive. We, we can start there with the Lakers and the Warriors. Um, so the Lakers pulled it off in six. I think that the only reason why it wasn't more of a uh, – we didn't have more faith in the Lakers was more so because we had more faith in the Warriors, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, I um, talked about the five guys or the six guys that like could go toe-to-toe with anybody, mm-hmm. and they didn't have that in this series.
0: They didn't, and you know one issue was when you, especially in the playoffs with teams like this, you expect that your best player does what he's supposed to do, and then your next two and three best players, you know number two and number three, just have to contribute, just have to play their best game or play one of <clears throat> them has to play their best game, and the Warriors just cannot pull that together for four games in this series. I think Steph for the most part played good and. Almost every game. Um, But when it came down to everyone else, it was, you know, here and there. They didn't know what they were going to get, if they were going to get anything. And, you know, you see what happened.
1: You know, other than Boston and Philly, which we'll obviously get into, Mm -hmm. every other series had a disgusting game six to to end it. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, New York and Miami, the game was kind of competitive, but we'll get into that. But mm-hmm. this this game 6 man was such a letdown. It was like it was everything that's wrong with the Warriors throughout the season all came into one. Yeah. A, a horrible agree. road a horrible road team all year and they didn't really show up for this game. Yep. You know, I mean they yep. come out and it's it's so bad. I knew it was it was going to be a disaster when LeBron three possessions in had two post ups. And mm-hmm. the other possession was AD sealing Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so the Lakers clearly are ready to go. Yep. And the Warriors on the other end, Clay gets a wide open three, front rim, backboard out. Gary mm-hmm. Payton gets the putback, kicks it out, say like almost the same exact wide open shot, front rim, backboard out. Yep. Like two plays down, he gets another wide open look. And misses the exact same way. Yep. I was like, dude, I mean, you know, shooting one-on-one, you good shooters don't miss the same way, and Clay is just not focused at all.
0: Clay was atrocious in the last two games. I mean, it, it was God. even games, even you know, at stretches where he shot well, just overall his shot selection was bad. Um, you know, he was missing wide open guys on you know the next pass. It was just bad. I mean, the last game, two for 12 from three, three for 19 from the floor. You know, only three field goals, the two of them were threes.
1: And to be honest with you, that last game, he was getting a lot of good looks. Yeah. I mean, at one point, after the first quarter, I don't even remember the commentators, but uh, I think they were one of 11 from three. Mm-hmm. And the commentator was like, yo, of those 10 misses, nine of them were great looks. Yep. and It was just, I mean, it was demoralizing because the game was practically over at that point. Yeah, it was. I mentioned the, uh, after the first quarter, the game was over.
0: It was. It was. It was clear.
1: And I just, I didn't expect that, dude. Again, if the Lakers had, you know, similar to game five, if they had just played a good game and just out executed them. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. But to to come out that flat, I mean, it it goes beyond clay. You know, Steph was Mm -hmm. missing great looks also. It took it took difficult layups for him to get going.
0: It did. It did. And I mean, and he took a lot of threes, missed a lot of threes. Um a lot of turnovers, obviously. Steph had a turnover issue throughout the whole series. But um and, and you're right, it wasn't just clay, but it was Wiggins, it was some guys coming in not really being threats out there. Um shout out to Divincenzo who played pretty good the entire series. He was like he, really the only one. Yeah, and he's just not gonna contribute enough for you to win a game against the Lakers. So I'm not sure I'm not sure why Kaminka got benched basically this whole series. Thank you. Dude, I would like to hear a
1: real i I complain about, about it all the time with teams not being able to get layups. Like, mm-hmm. I-, I talked about this last episode. The Warriors could not find a way to get layups. Mm-hmm. And if Kuminga did anything for them this season, it was get inside. Yeah. Cut. Get, get out of transition. The same reason Lonnie Walker was put into the game. Mm-hmm. and
0: yeah, Yeah. And... Go ahead. Just never, he never even gave him a chance. Yeah, and he's a hard guy to contest. You know, a lot of those other guys – Um, Anthony Davis just goes puts two hands straight up and he can defend uh, Moses Moody and DiVincenzo and Poole. But Kaminga, you have to, you're gonna have to jump. Yes, jump, he's gonna jump and you know he finishes really strong. He finishes probably the strongest on the team on the entire team. So, yeah, um, yeah, I thought that was a little strange. Um, not really knowing what you were doing with Jermichael Green this entire series, he started, he. Got a DNP, you know that. I think that's kind of strange. Yeah. Um, and it's weird that the Warriors, to me, throughout this series, looked like they were struggling with their identity in their lo- in the losses. Um, even the wins, which they won, you know, spectacularly. Uh, it's still, none none of it looked easy, as easy as they yeah. normally look when they are clicking. So. I don't think it was because the Lakers are that good. I think it was more of them not playing well. well.
1: Part of it is, like, Anthony Davis got to, like, live the dream defensive scenario where he could just roam. Yep. Like, that's that's one thing. Like, Denver won't be able to do. Like, if they do that, they're going to be in trouble, too. Like, you have to make AD guard guys.
0: Yeah, and there's no way that's going to happen with Denver because, you know, inside they're so versatile. Um, yeah, yeah. we'll get more into the preview there uh, in a second. Um, but you're right. He could just chill. Um, Draymond was only halfway aggressive. He wasn't taking a lot of jumpers, which normally opens it up for them more than I think they even realize sometimes. Yeah, and he if wasn't focused plays... either. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. So, yeah, it was a rough game plan for them. What did you see in the Lakers? What do you think about the Lakers? I mean, LeBron coming out and
1: going straight to the post. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to be honest. Attacking
0: every single mismatch.
1: Yeah. And yeah. LeBron and AD set the tone early that these guys are little and like, we're just going to relentlessly attack them. Yeah. I mean, it got to, and I knew it was bad beyond LeBron and AD post sealing or posting up guys mm-hmm. like a few minutes into the game. Deloading just came down, cleared it out, and posted up Steph.
0: Yep. And I was like, yo, Lakers are are
1: locked in today.
0: Yeah, D'Angelo Russell really showed a lot of consistency throughout this series. Um, It looked like he really found his footing with the team. Um, He was hitting really tough shots. He makes everyone on the other team kind of off balance with his offense because it's so smooth. He comes around the he comes around the pick and rolls and it looks like everyone's open when he has the ball, so um, he he played he looked really really good. It, it wasn't even about the scoring; it was just about how much of a threat he was out there.
1: Yeah, and, and like Reeves was a threat the whole series, even though he didn't play well early on. Schroeder was was really tough to deal with. Like Steph had to work hard to get off of him, and then on the other end, he was making good plays, taking good shots. The Lakers, I mean, this was very similar to their the way they closed out Memphis.
0: It was. It they definitely was. Really
1: focused. They took command, won a road game early, and just took care of business from that point forward. Uh yeah. and probably the MVP was, was Darwin Ham of the series.
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah.
1: I mean, the, the how he adjusted guarding Steph. Like who he picked to sub, whose minutes decreased. It always um, felt like a good move.
0: Yeah, we I think we mentioned this last podcast, but you could really see his strategies change every yes. game. You you could see how you could see how the game planning was for the Lakers before every game, win or lose. Yeah. You saw that they made an adjustment coming in, whether it was a um rotation adjustment or a position adjustment, uh Set adjustment, anything like that. And then defensive assignments changed every game it felt yeah. like for the better. so And it yeah. threw
1: off the Warriors. Like, you know, even in the wins, in the wins, it was just shooting lights out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which, you know, in the losses you see, that's not a dependable way to win.
0: Right. Right. Um. Okay, let's transition right to the Nuggets and the Suns.
1: Another another disgusting game six.
0: Yeah, and I don't think we were really surprised by this ending, right?
1: I was surprised how, like, Jokic took complete control. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I'll give him credit. Like, the Nuggets didn't really impress me overall that much. But yeah. Jokic, those last two games, was clearly the the catalyst for everything the Nuggets did. He was clearly Mm -hmm. the hardest mismatch on the court. Mm -hmm. And he he just played all around really well. I even thought he made good defensive plays.
0: I think so, too. Yeah. I agree.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, as far as Phoenix goes, like, after what happened last year,
0: we Mm -hmm. let it happen again? Uh, You know, I I think last year was much more of a choice than this year but yeah it it's pretty rough it was rough for Cameron Payne to outscore durant and Booker um basically combined is sick. outrageous sick <laughs> like Booker had twelve durant had twenty three payne had thirty one six rebounds you know he's out- he out rebounded durant in this game so <laughs>
1: And it's funny. I I mean, Monty's already been fired, (laughs) so um, you know everybody felt like it was time. Yeah. To be honest, two days after the series, and this is this is a a complete conspiracy for me. Mm -hmm. This probably isn't true, like as far as Ayton goes, Mm -hmm. but I think he could have played this last game. Like if if he really like wanted it and was it mattered to him, he would he could have played. Yeah, maybe. And let me. Yeah. This is my conspiracy. Why they lose mm-hmm. the finals because Monty leaves Aiton on Giannis for the whole series. Mm-hmm. They lose last year because he leaves Aiton to get cooked on the switch the whole series, mm-hmm. and now third year in a row he lets he he leaves him on an island to guard a two-time mvp
0: yeah and he's getting all the blame for them not playing well which is completely unfair to me
1: yeah look again he has character questions like in a new in a new setting i think we'll really learn a lot about him yeah but to to pin it all on him when to your point campaign outscored the two star players and we've talked about it constantly how they don't feed him they don't pass him the ball this is a guy who regularly gets 28 15 games for them in the during the season yeah with easy shots he's dominant inside rebounding and he's like he's like a random out there Mm -hmm. and you never help him guarding
0: jokic Yep. And, you know, you know the best way to attack Jokic is attack him on the defensive end. That's... Like, when he's on defense, you have to go at him. That's the yes. o- only way you keep him engaged. You get him in foul trouble because he really can't guard. He, I think they already came up with the stat earlier this year. He gives up more open layups than any big man in the league. Yes. So what are we going to do? Let's take jumpers. It doesn't make any Mid-range sense. Mid-range
1: pull-ups, of all things. Yeah. I mean, Phoenix like this really wasn't a surprise as far as Denver being way better mm-hmm. but still that would, like it's still pathetic to come out that flat- mm-hmm. and this was in Phoenix yeah again like you you can't be serious yeah that that's why yeah. like Monty had to go even if he made good moves. But it's like you you even – you threw guys out there too late into the series and it was clear that you had no direction for why you were putting guys in the game. None at all. Bro, well, Darwin Ham is in year one. Mm-hmm. And he was under a coach who also got fired for the same thing essentially. Yeah. How do you guys have like these years of experience and you're sitting there watching things that don't work?
0: This is the first playoffs I can remember where every team in the playoffs made like a big uh, starter change. Yeah, in the like within the series, mm-hmm. like the the Suns did it, the Nuggets did it. I mean, the Nuggets didn't do it. The Nuggets are the only team I think that didn't do it. Warriors, the Lakers, the Celtics, Seventy uh, ers went back and forth. It, I mean. I don't know what that really says, but I thought that was kind of interesting. I haven't I can't remember the last time like teams were switching their starters all the time throughout the series. And I but I just hate like with Phoenix again, it felt like pointless. It did, yeah.
1: You know, there there was no structure. It wasn't to like the Lakers and and Warriors every adjustment in lineups was to match up differently.
0: Yeah, and then when the Suns did it, it was a personnel change, but no strategy change, no coverage change, or anything oh, like that. In it was what like...
1: universe is uh my man better than Tory Craig? Oh, the the dude who he plugged in as a starter, who I can't think of his name for some reason. Jock Landale? No, 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 no. The uh, the smaller guy. Oh, Okogie. Yeah,
0: Okogie. Ja- yeah.
1: he benched Tory Craig for Josh Okogie. That was the dumbest move I've
0: seen these playoffs. Yeah, and then he ended up, you know, ending with Shamit at starting, so.
1: Like, Shamit won you a game, and you couldn't get him shots the rest of the series. Yep. Like, it was just bizarre how Monty literally left it in KD and Booker's hands. Mm -hmm. Like, we talked about it last time, if Booker shoots 75-plus percent, Maybe Phoenix can do it. Mm -hmm. But did we believe that that would happen? Absolutely not. No. And clearly Devin Booker cools off. Denver actually engages him and makes him work a little bit harder. And Phoenix is disgusting. Yep. So this this whole narrative of like, oh, give Phoenix an offseason to retool around Durant and Booker. Are we not going to talk about how they played like garbage, how Durant was garbage essentially the whole series?
0: No, they're not. I didn't didn't see him getting double teamed.
1: No. Booker, Booker, I was begging them to double. With Durant, Mm -hmm. I was like, keep doing what you're doing.
0: Yeah, he was kind of self-checked throughout this series to me. I mean, he made some shots and he scored, but he wasn't affecting the game that much. I mean, in their wins,
1: he was much more engaged defensively than in their losses. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't, like, you're in the playoffs. Denver has threat. Nobody on Denver is, like, a weak link. Nope. Again, in the second round, how many teams are you going to find with weak links?
0: Very, very few.
1: So, Phoenix, to me, overall, KD was horrible. Monty was, like, even worse.
0: Katie didn't look like he had any playoff experience in this in this series to me.
1: Oh. Honestly, Bruce Brown, like Aaron Gordon, outplayed him in Game One. Bruce Brown outplayed him in Game Five, and campaign outplayed him in a closeout game.
0: Yep. Like,
1: what are we talking about upgrading the roster for?
0: Yeah. And and how? Like, what do you how, do? Like how just who, get a bunch of guys you that gonna get... you're still not going to pass it to? Yeah, who are you going to get that's
1: going to guard uh, Jokic by himself?
0: <laughs> yeah, and be okay with never getting any shots on offense.
1: That, that's what I'm saying. Like, Aiden yeah. quit, and you could question his character for quitting. But mm-hmm. bottom line is, he, this is the third fucking year he's been set up to fail. It is. It and is. There's, it's not an accident that he hates Monty Williams, and nobody gives him shit for that. Nope. Because people understand why. Mm -hmm. Surprised Monty didn't fucking blame him for not playing. Like, you got spanked. Aiden wasn't there. You blamed him last year. Mm -hmm. What's the fucking excuse now?
0: Yeah, well, uh, interesting to see where the Suns go coaching-wise. Probably Steve Nash. That's actually – stop. Stop.
1: Stop it right now. No, absolutely not. <laughs> There's no it makes sense.
0: It makes sense. Durant's even... there. They're in
1: Phoenix. That's that to me is a move that matters. Like, like <laughs> upgrading the roster unless they do some massive trade or something. Like, yeah. I don't really care. But getting a coach that I could I trust and I've seen succeed in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's all I'm asking for.
0: I don't see that happening. Well, I mean, I guess they can get whatever coach they want, but I don't know how much the coach is going to change. And Durant, people are underestimating how hard it is to coach Durant. Durant has had coaching problems his whole career.
1: I mean, he thrived under Scott Brooks, who just let him do whatever.
0: Yeah, that's the only time. That's the only time he hasn't really had an issue with the coach. And even on the Warriors, I mean, he stuck around, but he didn't like how Perr basically took everyone else's side. At least that's what it seems like. Yeah. That Durant had an issue with the brotherhood that was the Warriors, and he felt like he was, you know, on the outside of that, even with the coaching staff. So, you know, it is what it is. But I'm definitely curious to see where they go as far as um, Coach goes.
1: Yeah. But now, like – Next year, I mean, I pray that they're finally, the casual fans are finally going to look at KD for what he is.
0: Me too.
1: I hope like, so. He, he has failed as a duo every year in the league. Like yes. from 2011 on, outside of his golden, three Golden State years, he's mm-hmm. been a duo with one other guy, and it hasn't worked in the playoffs. Yep. So like, they can't. It's not gonna work,
0: right? Right. Um. You want to preview the next round, or you want to go to the East? No. Let's preview. Uh, Lakers. Uh, Nuggets. Right. Lakers. Nuggets. Um. Uh. We mentioned we were talking about AD. You know, forcing AD to play defense. Um. The Nuggets, I think, will be really good at that because they have so much versatility at the power forward spot, which is like really no player on there is a true power forward, but everyone kind of can play it. They have like Michael Porter Jr., who's six nine or so, Aaron Gordon, who's about six nine, and um, Bruce Brown, who drops plays, down low. Plays
1: like he's seven feet.
0: Yep, Jeff Green is always a threat. Yeah, uh, to shoot or dunk. So. I don't really see a scenario where AD is even going to get a chance to rest on defense, which is good for for Denver's yeah um, sake. Yeah, what do you think?
1: I don't know, man. I, I think the Lakers have just been too physical for everybody, and like my concern is, you, you made a great point. How the Suns attacked Jokic with jump shots. And like that's that's so dumb. Considering, like you said, he was historic at giving up layups. Yeah, and to me, like the Lakers are gonna feast on that. I agree. Like when he when he switches on the guards, the Laker guards are not settling for mid range pull ups.
0: No, they're not. They'll take
1: him in rhythm and knock them down too, but. They're going to get to the paint. They're going to get the lob threat going. They're going to see AD on this. Now AD sealing small guys. Mm -hmm. Man, the Lakers' versatility, like, I just don't see a sustainable way for Denver to keep up.
0: Yeah, plus once they pull Jokic or Aaron Gordon outside, they have so many post-up threats too, the Lakers with, you know, I don't mean like guys that will score from the post-up, but plays to be made out of the post. Yeah. AD is a good, has good court vision, good passer. LeBron obviously is a passer, and he's been doing that post-up and look for the open man thing this whole playoff, this whole postseason. So um, I could see a scenario where, okay, we get a switch, or we, even if we just pull AD out to the three-point line, LeBron posts up. Somebody's gonna be open, or LeBron's gonna score from that. You know,
1: yeah. eight
0: out of ten times. So it it, it is dangerous. So this Lakers are very, very dangerous, and they have a lot more depth than Denver. Yeah, Denver, although they're eight, you know, maybe you know six, seven, seven, eight off the bench. Yeah, seven is really, really good. You know, Lakers have been like a full ten deep, like of contributing capable players. Yeah, they've been DNPing guys who are contributing and capable players, which has been um interesting to see. So,
1: yeah, I I guess my hope for Denver, and this is probably the only way I see them winning the series, Mm -hmm. is like Porter Junior, Murray, and Jokic got to play well together. Yeah, and they don't got to go nuclear together, but. Throughout the playoffs, like they really all three of them haven't really played well together, mm-hmm. and they're gonna need that in this series,
0: yeah, they're gonna need at least two or three games
1: like yeah. you're gonna need your your top seven eight guys to be consistent throughout the series like the the way they slipped up against Phoenix, the mm-hmm. Lakers will dominate them, yeah, I agree if that happens I agree that's that's another thing that's tough like the Lakers are coming in significantly more battle-tested than the Nuggets are. Mm-hmm. To me, Memphis and, and Golden State were two of the better teams, and the Wolves and Suns were two of the worst teams. Yeah. Especially in hindsight. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know, man. I'm I'm excited to see what happens, but I, I got L.A. in six. L.A. in six? Yeah.
0: I think I would agree with that. I think I would say L.A. in six as well. Uh, Okay. Oh, the East. He and the Knicks. Let's let's just get right into it.
1: Oh, man. The only coach who lost and didn't look disgusting losing?
0: Yes. I I would agree.
1: More so because of a lack of options than anything else?
0: Yeah. I mean, clearly the Knicks were the worst team remaining in the playoffs, right, talent-wise. I don't mean like they're a bad team, but talent wise, they had the least amount of talent in the playoffs currently. Uh, well, you know, in the semifinals. Um, in the last two games, it was just it just showed it just showed it off so much. Um, game six, game five, they I think they got lucky. It was a good game, but they I I feel like they got lucky watching it. Game six, man. I mean, I think it's another one of those situations. Brunson did everything he had to do, but they just couldn't get anything from anybody else at all.
1: And Dude, it, it and, was just and a I dismal
0: hate, performance from every else. I hate, like,
1: Brunson, again, impressed me, and he's literally impressed me every year. Mm-hmm. He, I didn't think he would, especially when they went down 3-1, I was like, man, like, brunson can't figure the heat out like they're just too athletic they they match up really well they're very organized defensively like Mm -hmm. it's just it's not working so again similar to with trey young but brunson did figure it out he did yeah brunson started putting way more arc on his threes than he did early Mm -hmm. in the series to me overall he was creating separation a little bit better i I'm not even sure, like, what moves he was doing to do that, but he just was figuring it out. Yeah. And and the rest of the roster just, like, collapsed. It
0: did. It completely collapsed.
1: I mean, for Randall, I mean, why would you even, like, the going down 3-1 and you say, like, maybe they want it more. Mm-hmm. Why would you even say that? Now, Randall... Showed so much immaturity in this series, dude.
0: The thing is, man, Randall is not a number one option on the team, right? He happens to be on the Knicks, uh, you know, regardless of how Brunson is playing, Randall is the go to guy on the team, I-, I would say. Um, but he's just not, he doesn't have the leadership capabilities to be that, and he, you know, and he, he's just not that good, not good enough to be. The number one guy on a you know contender, obviously, but he doesn't have the leadership capabilities. He doesn't have the drive, and he doesn't have maybe the experience as being the best player on the team to kind of. I, I don't even. I don't even want to say to affect the game in other ways, but when he's shooting bad, he just has to like. For Randall, he has to like disappear. When other really good players are shooting bad, they figure out something else to do. They try to get other guys involved. They set a lot more screens. They make a lot more passes. Randall just was like, all right, just don't pass it to me. I'm off. And that's just unacceptable from, you know, someone who's supposed to be one of your best two players on the team. I yeah, man.
1: Uh, he I was really just what, so bad.
0: He was bad. And I, I don't really know what everyone else is expecting from him. Like, as far as, you know, he's getting a lot of hate now. And I get it. He played bad, but he's not the only one on the team that played bad. And I understand if he had played better, maybe they would have had a better chance. But there's a lot of maybes. You know, if he played better, maybe Jimmy Butler would have played harder. Or maybe he would have doubled earlier and he would have had more yeah. turnovers. It happens. They When you're someone like Randall who the defense focuses against already, Everyone else has to at least do something to open it up for you. And in this last game, Randall was getting swallowed up. And it was just Brunson and Randall. Everyone else was playing so bad, even with open shots, that really the defense never had to stop guarding Randall. They were face guarding Randall the whole possession. Kick out Ooh. to RJ Barrett, brick. Kick out to Grimes, air ball. Kick out to Josh Hart. He doesn't want to take the shot. You know, it was just like, all right, well, what are we supposed to do at that point?
1: Where I have to hold him accountable is the like one thing I couldn't have predicted for the series is Miami dominating them on the glass. He did. Like the, yeah, essentially did. every game they dominated them on the glass and mm-hmm. like Randall was the one I didn't notice most on the boards. Yeah. Like, Robinson was battling, but a lot of times the guards were sneaking in. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Miami's... Like, I'll give Miami's role players are much better rebounders than probably any other role players in the league that aren't bigs. Yeah. hmm But with that being said, like, Randall never really had a massive impact on the glass. No, he didn't.
0: He you didn't. never he really saw good... him
1: getting putbacks or, like, getting extra shots for teammates.
0: hmm
1: Like, that's something you should be doing, and... His activity was just so every time he shot poorly on Bam out of bio, like mm-hmm. Bam is a good defender. I don't understand why you're shocked by that. A top and, tier one. Yeah, he would shoot poorly and it would just ruin his energy for like the rest of the game.
0: It did it absolutely did.
1: And that, that was unacceptable to me. But beyond that, the dude RJ Barrett, wow. Like Grimes, I didn't think Grimes was good, dude. I yeah, mean that, that, that end of that end of uh baseline shot, I would have sat his ass for the, just he was done. Yeah. The fact that no, he it, shots off after that, honestly, Thibs, I'm not sure why.
0: Yeah, but and behind behind the curtain here, I texted you that that was in the second quarter. I said Grimes sucks. That wasn't even, that was way before he even took that. <laughs> that yeah. air ball three. <laughs> it, yeah. That was just the icing on the cake. I was so upset with how Grimes was playing in the first half of the game. And it just, it, I mean, you know, I really thought he wasn't capable of competing at this high of a level. But the thing is, when you're out there, and maybe this is more of how I feel about Tibbs, is like, why is he out there? He does nothing really well, and you have to have at least some specialty. And if Grimes' specialty is supposed to be jump shots, where is it? He hits like one every couple games. Is it supposed to be three and D? I don't see the defense. Just, you know, so that, that's my frustration with Grimes. At least give us something, do something really, really, really hard. And I'll respect. I'll respect you. You know, moving forward, but like, you know, he was like a C-minus all over the court in in, uh, the series. It it just looked extra
1: bad because Miami, again, plays a lot of guys and no one is a weak link. Nobody. Like, Denver plays 7-8 because they know beyond that, we got weak link potential. Yeah. Miami, they'll put a fucking guy who can't even catch the ball in Highsmith. And two games later, he's like a key contributor,
0: yeah, yep, they they go nine deep of all solid contributors
1: to me to me, again, Brunson picked it up. Randall was not good enough and and Barrett was atrocious. It was atrocious like dude, i I joke and sometimes we talk seriously about guys having a bag. I'm not I'm not sure how many guys have less of a bag than Barrett does in the league yeah. at least. I mean, holy shit is he predictable. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, I with with other guys with Luca, like I know he's going right, but I know it's a good shot is coming. Yeah. Like Barrett spams going left. He doesn't have like a jab counter in year three he he just yep. barrels left no touch at the rim no like creativity with the with how he times the jump how he reads the yeah. defender nothing yeah like does he really look like a better player than he was at duke not to me like for every game not he shoots me. well he has another game where his bricks are disgusting
0: yeah and he but, you know yeah. he's getting stripped he's
1: Yes, you know, making
0: bad passes. He's hacking on defenses. Yes. Yeah, he he looks like he still looks like a rookie playing, you know, his first game in the league. Every oh, game to me. The the difference
1: between like a good comparison for him would be maybe Tyrese Maxey. Look at it, Tyrese Maxey's progression. Mm-hmm. Like it's night and day different with
0: Barrett, mm-hmm. who's the same player he was coming in. Barrett isn't even in like the scouting report for the Knicks to me. And we're playing the Knicks. I never even. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Spoelstra ever even brought up Barrett's name in the scouting report, like Like, in in the game plan.
1: Honestly, watching like Josh Hart has more has better third best player potential than Barrett does to me. Yeah, he
0: does. Like Josh Hart,
1: I think with with like somebody who could convince him to like be aggressive and live with not playing well all the time. Yeah, I think Josh Hart would thrive. Me too. And again, like when Josh didn't shoot well or the game wasn't going well, he was still noticeable on the glass. He was still cutting, still trying to make shit happen. Versus Barrett, who at times looked like he was playing for Miami. Yeah, that that to me is their biggest thing. Like I, I don't think the roster is trash, based on what we saw during the season. I thought a lot of guys like performed well in roles, mm-hmm. but Miami's, you know, as far as performing well in roles, you're not outperforming Miami in that.
0: No, you're not. And and the thing is not having, um, not having quickly hurt, not using Fournier, like whatever that situation is that hurt a lot to me. Because, like, listen, man, if we need a three, I don't care if you haven't played in 35 games. Fournier, He's you're the best ready. shooter on the team. I'm putting you in. Yeah, like <clears throat> if you have sneakers on, I'm putting you in the game because we need that three, right? I'm not going to Grimes, who's never hit a shot at, at this level. I, you know, Fournier has to – I, I don't really get what the situation was with the coach and stuff, but I don't understand if we have him, why we, why we have three roster spaces – for, you know, Fournier, Rose, and whoever else is down there that we just refuse to play. I think the Knicks may be the only team that has that situation. Which is bizarre to me.
1: Yeah. And it, Fournier and it really will leave showed the how, Knicks and
0: be a six man somewhere next year.
1: I mean, it really showed how Thibs just put the ball in Brunson's hands. And, yeah. you know, he did what Monty did in Phoenix. Like, and he really, again because Barrett was just atrocious. Like, Mm -hmm. it was good that Brunson was ball hogging just off the fact that Barrett was touching the ball less. Yeah, it was. Like, Barrett even played a little bit better to me when he was getting less touches, at least in the middle of the series. I agree. That last game, oh, just like like, barreling the same way. Guys are sitting on his moves, not seeing, like, Miami has active hands. Who would have fucking thought? Right. Like Miami basically dominated defensively because they were active. Yeah. And that that's that I didn't expect that and uh the Knicks really disappointed me in that way.
0: Yeah. Me too. Um I don't really have too much to say about Miami. I think we've been positive about them the entire they're playoffs. They're dangerous, they're deep. Um they play Top-tier hard. Coach. Jimmy's Jimmy's still probably one of the best players in the in the remaining of the playoffs. So it just it is what it is. Yeah, like you said, top tier coaching, um, creative coaching. It just they just play well. They play really, really well.
1: Bro, oh, I can't I don't even know like where they got Highsmith. I didn't see him all year. Like you talk about you talk about Grimes, who's never been in this moment and clearly wasn't ready, even though he played all year. Mm-hmm. Highsmith like who the fuck is he and he came in and played great
0: yeah he, he helped him every, every time I he mean, comes in he, he does something. Heat right culture
1: man is not a fucking joke clearly
0: yeah yeah uh, let's go to the other series 76ers and Celtics only game 7 um Peyton went 3 games without making a shot without making a field goal in the first quarter. Uh, two games, basically, without making a field goal in the first half. And then, <laughs> game seven, he goes bananas. He goes for 50, made it look easy. Seventy Sixers look gross. Um, they look gross in both the last two games to me. Um, I agree. Listen, uh, my biggest thing about the 76ers... I just don't understand why they turn the ball over every time Harden and Embiid got double. I just do not, I just don't get that. It was a bad play. Um, It was a really bad shot, a turnover, a bad pass. Like the Celtics double team was like an automatic dub every time they did it to Harden and Embiid in those last two games. I just don't really see... I don't understand what either Doc, Harden, or Embiid, like, didn't understand that when you drive, when you get to the block, we're doubling. There was every time they got to the block, Embiid, he'd catch it, um, back down, one dribble, he'd turn, and he was doubled, and then he'd just lose the ball. Someone would come from behind him and poke it out, he'd turn, he'd look across court for a pass, somebody stole it, every single time. Harden, he... He drove into two guys. He lost it. Tried to flail and get the foul. Uh, he got a flagrant foul. Yeah, he or he'd go. He'd lose it. He'd dive on the floor, and then the Celtics are laying it up before Harden gets. You know, before he stands back up. That was like the biggest story of the last two games to me was the Celtics help and double team was unbelievably effective for two MVP caliber players. Um. I mean, well, two MVPs. Or shouldn't we say MVP caliber? There are two MVPs. Two MVPs. So yeah, one so that...
1: one current this year's MVP. Yes.
0: Yep. So
1: I I m- Boston again. I don't really have much on them. They're so unpredictable, kind of like Miami, uh, and yet so dangerous. Very similar to Miami. I'm. If anybody i can't imagine people predicting this series not being seven games
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh incoming, so you know Boston I didn't really learn anything from uh I still don't believe in them before I didn't believe in them against the Warriors. now I just don't believe in them to go through the full playoff run I agree uh but Philly. You know what makes me really sad is after they won that fifth uh, game, mm-hmm. like I thought that it was they were turning the corner. I fell it. I fell into the trap again with Doc and fucking Harden, dude.
0: Yeah, like bro, it did, it I did seem like it.
1: Game one, I knew I was like, this is bullshit. This is not James Harden, mm-hmm. and then he did it in game four, and it it made my outlook com- much more positive on them. And it, it, I think we yeah. had the episode right after game 4. Yeah. Then game- Maxi breaks out of his slump and has a phenomenal game 5. Yep. You know, and plays well, especially defensively. And we yep. blow it again, Doc. We yeah. add to the 3-2 d- blown leads again.
0: And lack of game seven wins. They haven't won a game seven since Iverson was there, two thousand one. Yeah. Listen, at
1: least Doc didn't just clap his fucking hands. He looked frustrated by how garbage they were playing. I'll give that to him. He did. And and to be honest, of the of the blown leads, I remember, which was the Atlanta one, was egregious the bubble with the clippers was egregious Mm -hmm. uh the clippers blowing the fucking lead to james harden was egregious Mm -hmm. this one like was probably the least his fault
0: Mm -hmm.
1: of all those yeah but but to your point like to me a massive reason the double teams worked is because uh, Joe Mazzulla made the series-winning adjustment like two games too late, putting Robert mm-hmm. Williams in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. The, the, the Celtics looked gigantic when he did that.
0: Yeah, and remember, we, we talked about it, and I mentioned I didn't think he would go with just Horford guarding Embiid. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I like that. I think yeah. Rob Williams has to start in this, right? Yeah. And he didn't. And then finally, you know, towards the end of the series, here's Rob Williams strapping.
1: And and Robert Williams is, a, is an awesome player. Like, he's such an elite role player. And he was wreaking havoc on both ends. It'll never show in the box score because he never shoots a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. But he is such a hard player to, like, guard and, and keep track of. He is, absolutely. But Philly, like... Just took, like, Harden and, and Embiid were just awful the last two games. I honestly, I can't be mad at Tobias Harris. He was ready for game seven. He was. P.J. Tucker was ready for game seven. Tyrese he Maxey was. was ready for game seven. Yep. Hello, MVP. Wh- where are you? Yep. Bro, they scored ten points in this third quarter in game seven. and mm-hmm. And it was Boston... Was like, dude, you guys are trash. We're gonna, we're done doubling you. In the third mm-hmm. quarter, they left Horford on him on an island, and he was missing layups, flailing for fouls that weren't there. Like somebody would reach in at the last second and rip the fucking ball from him.
0: Yep.
1: bro. He he now Embiid to me now has a a, a significant track record of disgusting game sevens. He does. That Atlanta one was atrocious. I think it was like eight, nine turnovers.
0: Yep. The
1: the Toronto game when Kawhi hit the lucky shot, they weren't in that game because of Embiid.
0: No, they weren't. Jimmy. Right. Yeah.
1: So to me, like, like how do you not understand double teams all of a sudden? Yeah. Like, if Doc was just confused because he's like, dude, this is the same shit you've seen all year. We gave mm-hmm. him credit multiple times cuz we we were talking about he seems to have gotten become a better passer because he's reading the double teams better. Yeah. He completely regressed. He did. Like
0: again did. Harden
1: Harden was disgusting. Who's surprised by that?
0: Nobody. Nobody should be. I
1: mean, Doc, Doc, you let him hang out at the fucking strip clubs during the series. You really were surprised that he's inconsistent? I don't have a yeah. problem with that. Maybe you fucking should have. Again, I said it last time. I'm saying it again. Uh,
0: and another thing I didn't like—I don't know if it was Doc or Harden or Embiid or whoever—I don't like that nobody moved. Like nobody moved when the double teams were coming. No, like there was no back doors. There was no handoffs. You know, like nothing when the doubles were approaching. I didn't see anyone moving. They were just standing there in the corner waiting for him to pass it to him. And Boston was just standing there waiting to pick off the passes. Yes. So, I mean, you know, what, what can you do there? And I don't know who, like I said, I don't know whose decision that was, but it was apparent that, you know, they weren't moving without the ball either. But but to me, like when the offense ran
1: through maxi, as rare as that was when Tobias was getting opportunities to be aggressive, Guys would move. Guys would cut. To me, mm-hmm. Harden and Embiid, Harden didn't cut once this whole series. No, he didn't. Not, not one fucking cut. His one play was stealing the first fucking uh, w- horrible outlet by Smart and getting a dunk. Mm-hmm. That was the only energetic play he had the entire fucking game. Yeah. But again, with Harden, we have a fucking nine-year track record of this. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised Harden didn't have double-digit turnovers with the way Boston was in passing lanes. Me too, yeah. Like, Embiid and and Harden were so atrocious, and then Embiid makes it so much worse
0: by talking about everybody needs to get better. Yeah. How can you say that? Yeah, that that wasn't a spark. Wasn't a smart thing to say at all. Maybe,
1: maybe fucking Doc needs to get better. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to be more prepared for physical game sevens, which you don't seem to be. Right, or, Boston. You know, Boston took the ball, but Atlanta was horrible defensively, and they were ripping the ball from you.
0: And I know uh, Boston has really good defenders, but I really this series made me even question Embiid's like bag throughout this series. Like, is Embiid's game really just short-range pull-ups? Like, is that really all his...
1: His touch around the rim didn't look that good this series.
0: Yeah, his threes were really... I mean, he couldn't hit a three. Uh He didn't have any hooks, like nice hooks or floaters. It was just like, oh, this is shoot to in-the-paint pull-up. And he, he shot a bunch of them, and they his touch looked beautiful on those, and a silky smooth when he shot those. But everything else... It wasn't there no? Did he dunk in this series?
1: Rarely, yeah. Like so maybe I mean, once a game,
0: yeah. So that, that's that too. And, and you know, I, I get it, I get it. Boston's defense is good, you know. Embiid is dominant, but he's not Shaq. Like, we're not talking about his, he's not supposed to be like unstoppable. But we needed more, obviously. We just needed more. All right. Yeah, man. He's the MVP.
1: He was yeah. destroying Boston during the season games, but all of yeah. a sudden he's not used to double teams. Right. Like, no, he just played horrible. Yeah. yeah. And to spread the blame, like Maxi is still really been their second best player in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, Maxi again, stepped up as the series went on. Tobias wasn't invisible. We can blame Doc for having nine good bench players and only, like, one of them sees the fucking floor. Right. But, again, if it doesn't matter, like, in a good game, yeah, I would have been frustrated that House didn't get a chance, that, like, you know, Montrezl doesn't touch the court and Niang finds a way every game. Mm -hmm. But if Embiid and Harden are going to be garbage, that doesn't even matter.
0: Right. Right.
1: To me, like Embiid yeah, and, and has to look himself in the mirror. This this roster is good enough.
0: It's good, yeah. To me, uh, to I me mean, the it...
1: fact that they went up three two, Peru, and Boston is technically the best team in the East until they mm-hmm. lose.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you showed, you could go toe to toe with the best, but your best players came up short. I agree. Yeah, that that's all it is.
0: Yep. Yeah. So uh, Boston, Miami. Who do you have in seven?
1: I'm gonna say Miami this time.
0: I got Miami seven as well. I I
1: don't know. I just trust Miami significantly more based off what I've seen in these playoffs.
0: I I do too. I I don't think Miami makes a lot of mistakes. I think if Miami is going to lose it's just really going to be because they didn't shoot that great because everything else for them is consistent. They don't turn the ball over much. They play great defense. They get everyone open. But if they just don't hit the shots, they just don't hit the shots. But I I think all the other stuff is like a constant and I don't know if Boston has any constants other than other than them having like good help defense. But, you know, you can't really help against Miami because they have those knockdown shooters. Uh, And and, Miami's, like,
1: role players are so dangerous. They are. You know, that's one thing they proved against New York. Like, if Struess was talking about – he he was talking trash to the fucking bench.
0: Yeah, and they proved that a lot of those guys were more dynamic than maybe you see in the regular season. Like, Caleb Martin – can also hit threes. I'm gonna
1: be honest, he he uh, looks dynamic every time he's on the court to me.
0: I mean it he, he does, but I think in the during the season he doesn't take as many threes, maybe. Yeah. And he doesn't hit as many big ones as he did in the series. So now you're saying, okay, he can hit threes at a playoff level. Struce is catching alley oops, like catching lobs and getting dunks. I mean, they're just showing like they have guys who can do all kinds of things. And um, Celtics do, too, but it's tough to be ready for something like that. Um, I'm, but, yeah, I'm I mean, Celtics how... going to get some wins, obviously. We both got it seven, so.
1: Yeah. I'm curious, like, how Miami defends Tatum and Brown. Mm-hmm. Because that's one, like, I, don't, I actually think Miami isn't built that well outside of Jimmy to guard mm-hmm. th- those two guys. Yeah. And, and that, to me, is kind of how they lost last year. Like uh, specifically Tatum. Tatum played really well for four games. Uh, and that kind of mm-hmm. set him over slightly. It was a great series, like it will be this year. But mm-hmm. again, like you can't allow Tatum and Brown to get whatever they want.
0: Yeah. Especially if you don't have, if you don't have like guaranteed scores to come back at them with anything. Like, I think yes. not having a hero in Oladipo makes that even worse because yes. okay, let's say Tatum and Brown are getting what they whatever they want. We have nothing to, no one else to get a lot of points other than Jimmy. No one else that can really get their own shot on the team other than Jimmy. So, um, just to add to your point, but I agree with you. They don't really have a straight up matchup. Jimmy can only guard one of them at a time. So yeah. I, 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 just I don't think know it's if they're be even so going to want Jimmy. I don't even know if they're going to want Jimmy that engaged on defense.
1: Right. Because so. I, to me, like Tatum and Butler are, I'm curious who kind of dictates the series more. And mm-hmm. then both teams in a very similar way. I mean, they're not, they're different players, but like Bam has this weird ability to dominate. And it's, it's not that like clear cut. Mm-hmm. And Brown is the same way where, he'll only score like 20 to 25 and it's not like, he's not really carrying the offense at any point, Mm -hmm. but like, Whoa, he's making one move and getting a layup or a dunk every time, or he's just, just relentlessly attacking his matchup, or he's just getting steals and getting fast breaks. Like both Bam and Brown are so dynamic and are going to be so huge for who wins this
0: series. I agree. I agree. Um, do you have anything else for today? I mean, you want to get into the coachings or I, I feel like we, like you said, we should wait to the off season probably for that. Yeah. I'm
1: hoping next episode, uh, doc will be gone. Doc had the fucking nerve to talk about jo I, I expecting to be back. Yeah. Like dude, and beating doc, really, like, ruined Ben Simmons as a human being and have learned nothing from that. I uh, know. When in that situation, they had responsibility for the, their failures.
0: They've completely broken Ben Simmons.
1: They they completely broke Ben Simmons and are like, the, the two of them have gotten worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, for yeah. Embiid to play worse than, you talked about a campaign outplaying Durant. Like bro, yeah. Maxi Tobias and and PJ Tucker all looked more prepared for the, the game seven than you were. They did. So yep. that was just sick, man. And and I don't know how they're gonna move forward as far as leadership.
0: Yeah, me too. Can't be done. I agree. I agree. Um, curious to hear who the uh the lottery the lottery is to see uh, who will get win with Miyama. Obviously, I mean, I think we're all assuming that whoever gets the number one pick is going to go ahead and snag him and, you know, barring anything crazy happening. uh, So that's going to be interesting. That is tomorrow night as a recording, probably tonight for listeners. Um, Other than that, that is all I have. Um, And we will be back two games into this, uh, into the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Um yeah uh thank you for the li- for listening as always um subscribe follow us all that good stuff and we'll see you guys next time